Everybody. Welcome to another week of the Soccer Thread Podcast. I'm Dan Schrader. I'm in Portland, Oregon. Little Sunday evening pod. Beautiful, beautiful, you know, that Western sun just streaming through the window. I'm feeling great. Uh, Ryan Palmer's feeling great, but he's not here. So uh, we do a three-man pod. So we'll, uh, we'll just keep moving. Uh, we got Mike Samuelson. He's in Minneapolis. Hey, Mike. Hey, Dan. Uh, missing Ryan, but not missing... Ooh, excuse me. Hello. Uh, a little, that was a little burp there for the listeners. Hopefully that, that wasn't right. picked up on the microphone. That would have been very rude. Uh, weather update, got a little rain, much needed rain. We're in a bit of a drought. It's, uh, it's tough out here, but we got some rain. So that's exciting. And, uh, went to the, the local bowling alley last night, not to go bowling. Uh, but just very excited that I now live three blocks away from a bowling alley. Excited in a post-COVID world to just go there all the time. Is this by chance? Can we locate you? Are you within three blocks of Bryant Lake Bowl? I'm not. I'm not. That was close uh, to the old spot. Uh, now we're close to the memory lanes. Um, Ooh, okay. Love that. Love love a good uh, bowling alley with the either lanes or strike. Like, uh, what do you call that? I don't like know. happy strike or something like that. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Um, yeah, it was the first time I've been to a bowling alley in a long time. Uh, and, man, I just I can't wait to get back out on the lanes and create some memories. And um, I love bowling. Bowling, I feel like you can really get a cross-section of, of wherever you're at because parts of all people, all groups, all demographics love to bowl. Not every single person likes to bowl, but I feel like it really just – because you can you can drink, you can not drink, you can bring the kids, you can not bring the kids – you can, you can use the finger holes eat. or not. You can just palm it and go yep. hard for the spin. You can bring your own ball. You can you can if you have a kid, you can drop the ball on the little like ramp thing that shoots the ball off for them. There's just bumpers, so many ways no to bumpers. Bowl. Yeah, just get bumpers. the bumpers. Yeah, just get the bumpers. Um, yeah. Do you own either your own bowling shoes or your own bowling ball? How long will it take for you to buy them? Like when, once you start going to memory lanes twice a week. I I think at this point I will you know. Waiting, waiting for COVID to settle down. But then I'm going to be, well, probably even now, I can just start looking on Facebook Marketplace for some used Might bowling shoes, used bowling balls. I'm not going to buy new. I'm, that's not important to me. Don't um, bowling balls, you have to get like you, the drill, drilled holes very specific to yourself, aren't they? It just means my fingers will go in a little too far or not far enough. I mean, that's fine. I don't care, Dan. Wow. I just, I I just don't, don't want anyone else to, you know, be putting their grubby little fingers <laughs> in my bowling ball. You just don't want anyone else's fingers in your holes. It's just, just not it. shared. Uh, have you ever played in, or are you now considering playing in a recreational bowling league? I haven't. I would love to. If anyone is in the greater Twin Cities area and wants to participate in a bowling league with me, explicitly at Memory Lanes, I will obviously not be traveling further than three <laughs> blocks to go bowling. Or you only play on your Please home court. Please let me know. Yep. Yep. This, I want I want to just be able to walk in there and just, you know, nod to people, give a little winks, ask people how their kids are doing, you know, that kind of shit. God, that's a good Is life. the nod is the nod your move in your in your home bowling alley or do you do like a point or a little shaka? It, it depends. Like some some people get up. a handshake. Some people get a handshake, Ooh. some people get a hug, some people get a point. Some people get dap. 
Yeah. Yep. Some people get dapped up. It's just every person relationship person. is a little different. God, I you love that. You have secret that. handshakes with all the uh, bowling uh, lane employees. <laughs> yep. Yep. They Definitely hand signals yet. with the bar. Yeah. Yeah. That that's going to be critical. Oh, picture of Bud Heavy over there. <laughs> uh, we'll, be, we'll be drinking Grain Belt. Come on, Dan. Read yeah, the room. That's, no, you're right. I'm sorry. You're right. That's a, a poor mistake on my part. Um, Colin, you feel like a person that has played in a bowling league before. I have not, but my mother has. When okay. I was growing up, my mother was definitely in a weekday bowling league. Um, and I... Yeah, there's some paraphernalia around from that. I remember she she took some home some paraphernalia. She took home some some W's there with came home with some some parting gifts. Uh, yeah, I I have some strong memories of bowling as a kid though. You know, obviously the birthday parties for me from age six through nine oh, yeah. probably were all at Echo Bowl, great bowling alley. Uh, yeah. Not sure it still exists. Probably does. Uh, but my favorite place to bowl in Milwaukee is Landmark. Fantastic place to bowl. Uh, still got to score it yourself. Uh, it's in the oh. basement under the movie theater. That is um, a basement bowling alley. Yeah. Is, it, is it score it yourself and it like projects onto little screen like uh, with the projectors you had? Nay, in a, in nay, it's a, it's a piece of paper. It is a piece oh, of man. paper. That's too bad. It is a piece of paper. And, and it's like a huge place under the huge old place. Like it's a bar my parents used to go uh, under the movie theater in, on the east side of Milwaukee. There's probably eight pool tables in the place, six yep. dartboards, eight dartboards maybe. What's um, the video game situation like? Many different bars. There's a yes. There's an arcade. When before we were of age, like right as you get in, there's an arcade, and then there would there's a section they wouldn't let you go. Um, great game there, Keevan Can game. God, that was one of the best arcade games um, of all time. I feel like of all time. I I have been to this place with you. I have memories coming back. Probably, Un- yeah. I take everyone there. If we went out we, we went with Kevin. It's my favorite place. Like some place. Christmas. Yeah. yeah. We've been. I've been to this place. Oh, my God. Amazing. Yeah. It's a great place. It, it's an absolutely oh. great place. And then as a, as a 20-something-year-old, you're like, oh, shit, the bartender I, I was used to be in math class with. And then it's great. <laughs> um, shout out to Nick Pearson. Uh, <laughs> but my one of my favorite memories of bowling, and this is not something I should be proud of, but I'm a bad person. Is that one time, me and some other listeners of this podcast were bowling up in Brown Deer, Wisconsin, and we moved a bowling ball closer and closer to the door until it was out the door, um, and then we bowled it in the alley behind Spencer Dixon's house until it came apart. So, <laughs> if you're wondering about what's inside wait, a bowling wait, wait, wait. ball, so, I can tell you all so about it. Instead of just walking out, you like put the ball on the ground and then you just slowly rolled it like three feet closer over the course of several hours or something. No, I'm just, I'm just saying that it, the bowling ball went out the door. Okay. And it came with us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would just say like bowling alleys as a, as a youth, uh, were a lot of fun all through from six to nine, those birthday parties from yep. the next age where you're like able to go by yourself to the bowling alley, but you can't drink yet. The next phase of being able to drink and hang out there and shoot darts. We shot a lot of darts at Landmark. Hmm. Uh, and now I would be excited if I were Mike to get into my old man bowling phase, get in the league. But I'm uh, ready. I'm going to have here, the, the shirt that says Mike on it. Oh, God. 
it's just it's making me so excited right now. And there are no bowling alleys in in my in striking distance from the swamp. Hey, was one, striking distance. Yeah. Maybe maybe within spare distance though. <laughs> there was one uh, in Lynn, maybe ten minutes away, and it, it, I noticed it closed during COVID. So oh, it's sad times. That's rough. Also, uh, I feel I, like. Sorry, I just googled bowling ball inside, and it's wild. I mean, I figured they were just like concrete all the way through. It's not that, one layer. It's not one layer. It's two layers. And some of these, I feel like doing a screen share, but it'd be so bad on the pod. I don't know. Just, <laughs> just um, listeners, Google bowling ball inside, and you will be surprised. Uh, I feel like Midwestern moms sneaky, always good at bowling. Oh, yes. Yeah. My mom, if the four of us bowled, the three of us on this podcast and my mother, I'd say my mom gets second. Like one of us pulls it out, but my mom's going to be very competitive. Yeah. Yeah. They're good. They're good at it. Uh, Schwegler's Parktown Lanes in Madison, Wisconsin on the west side. Blew my mind when all of a sudden somebody with the last name of Schwegler was like in my relative social area. (laughs) I was like, I didn't. Somebody that owns You're a business, whose family owns a business, exists. The bowling, the bowling kings of Madison. <laughs> <laughs> they were. They were. They're famous. Like, you kind of figure they must be rich, but, like, they own a bowling alley. They're probably not. Rich, probably not. Rich in bowling balls. <laughs> rich in mozzarella sticks. That's right. Uh, God, that's maybe the best intro we've ever done. 243. <laughs> that's all it took. Uh we got a wonderful email from George Robbins. He says uh, he'll be following the Europa League this year. That's because West Ham United are in it. And he has had some fun looking at uh, the teams that are in it and looking at the flags of those, you know, on Wikipedia. It always has the flag next to the team uh, and trying to identify what countries they're from. So he suggests a warm up for us. Uh, I'm going to name the teams. You're going to name what country they're from. In his email, he says the easiest one would be the Red Imps. I'm not including that in our list because you've both been, uh, you know, you, you've, you've seen that name. You've had a chance to think about it. The Red Imps, of course, are from Gibraltar. The Rock. Uh, the, the United Kingdom is the answer I would have come up with since we're saying countries. But I'm glad, I'm glad we didn't go there. Probably would have gotten docked by Dan. <laughs> That's another good reason I took it off the list is there's just too much confusion there. We Listeners, you missed the thrilling conversation that lasted about five seconds where we discussed what is a nation? What is a country? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We had that conversation. Um, so I've organized all of the teams that currently have their name on the Wikipedia page for this year's Europa League. Whatever division or like whatever stage they're entering in, if they're still like active in the competition... Uh, I have them in a list. I have the country that they're from listed next to them. And I've, I've arranged them from roughly what I think is the easiest country to identify to the hardest. And we're going to start at the top and we're going to go back and forth. And I think this is going to be super easy for a while and then get super hard. Uh, so instead of just having the first person that has to get into the really hard ones immediately lose, we're going to say uh, the, the next person... So if, say, Colin misses, Mike not only has to get that one correct, but he has to get his next one correct also. So, in fact, Mike will have to get three in a row because he'll naturally get his, then he'll get Colin's, then he'll have to prove it with his. I like it. I think that should make it hard enough to win. If that happens, I'll, I'll take my shirt off. Feels like it could be a no-win situation for Could be Colin. a draw. We'll this see. is like <laughs> soccer. 
it's set up to draw. <laughs> uh, Colin, what country is Leicester City in? The United Kingdom. Nice, Colin. We'll take, we'll take it. Uh, Mike, Napoli. Uh, Italy. Oh, is that Republic Colin. of Italy? Hold on. Can oh, I get the, the former kingdom of Italy? <laughs> uh, it's it's probably the Naples Republic or something, really formally. <laughs> it's a city-state. Uh, Colin, Lyon. France. Mike, West Ham United. Uh, the United Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> Colin, Lazio. Italy. Mike, Marseille. Uh, the Republic of France. Definitely a republic, not a kingdom. People's Republic. Uh, Colin, this one, I mean, this, this, sorry, it's, but Locomotive Moscow. <laughs> Russia. I guess it, it's not a straight giveaway. You have to know where Moscow <laughs> is. The, the Train Museum Association of Europe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike, Bayer Leverkusen. Uh, Germany. Colin, Real Betis. Spain. Mike, Real Sociedad. Also Spain. Colin, Eintracht Frankfurt. Germany. Mike, Celtic. The United Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> the, the United Kingdom of Great Britain North. and Northern Ireland. Uh, Northern United Kingdom. <laughs> I'll give it to I'll, I'll give this to you like a a golfer takes a tap and I'll assume that you really know it so we'll let it slide. Uh, what do you mean really know it? That's the <laughs> correct answer. Okay, okay, okay. I don't uh, talk like that. <laughs> I know. That's uh, you do exactly. I, I'm looking at the waveforms. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Colin Galatasaray. Turkey. Mike Braha. Braha. Can I, can I get Braga? a spelling? Bra- oh. Braga. Portugal. There you go. Uh, Colin Antwerp. Belgium. Mike Fenerbahce. Uh, Turkey. Colin AZ. AZ is probably how they say it. Netherlands. Mike Rapid Vienne. Austria. Colin Slovan Bratislava. Slovakia. Mike St. Johnstone. It's getting hard. St. Johnstone. Uh, Ireland? That is not right. Really uh, unclear why you didn't go for the United Kingdom. (laughs) Yeah, United Kingdom is the correct answer. Uh, (laughs) North United Kingdom. (laughs) Colin, I want uh, more specific than that, though, now that we're into it. It is Scotland. That means, oh my God, Colin's going to win this because the next one is identifiable. I, I told you guys that this was set up for Colin to win. Oh, wow. Colin, Neftsi Baku. Romania. Oof. Oh! Not a big F1 fan, I see. Not been watching F1 Drive to Survive. Ah! Sad. Unbelievable. Sad. Um. Wait, does that mean now that Mike can get this as a steal, and then if he answers the next one right, he wins? No, because I got Johnstone. 
All right. Well, the, the so correct we're back is on Azerbaijan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Azerbaijan, Baku, yes. yeah. Azerbaijan. All right. Uh, I think it just goes back to me. Like we're back on normal. We're just we're back on even terms. Yeah, both, each both of us ordered, missed the penalty. We stole one of each other's. We're back on even terms. Yeah. Okay, so it's Colin. Yeah. Randers. Oh, that feels like I should know it. That's what. That's yep. <sighs> I mean, not that you should, but you could. This is we're very much in the you could know segment of the teams. I feel like Bobby Wood played for this team. Some some American at some point played for Randers. I think that's right. There's some connection. I don't feel good about this at all. I'll say Netherlands. I don't feel good about it. I'll pass that to Mike. Uh, Denmark. Oh, that's right. It's Denmark. The Randy Randers. All right. Now if he gets it, he wins. <laughs> okay. Mike, Omania. Omania. Can you use that in a sentence? <laughs> uh, the team most commonly known as, I'll, I'll give you uh, the Wikipedia name is AC Omania. Like O M A N I A? O M O N. I-A. Man. Uh, fuck. Cyprus? Great guess. Incorrect. It is Greece. Nicosia is the longest form, but not the, not the name that they apparently go by. Wow. Well, I guess he thought Colin wasn't able to steal that one. Sorry, Colin. I feel like yeah, you're being okay, your legs, I... legs taken out under you. Yeah, thanks. Oh, I'll take the point. My anyway. bad. <laughs> my bad. My bad. Uh... I mean, I'm not sure we're going to get any of them from here anyway, so but we'll keep going. Uh, Colin, Sturm Graz. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of countries. <laughs> uh, Luxembourg. No. Mike. Austria? Yep. Whoa, that's a good get. Did you know that, or it's a guess? I I felt pretty good about that one. Wow. Is it from, is that a city or something? How do you know that? Graz. Graz is a a city in Austria. Uh, Okay, then, Mike. Zoria Luhansk. Oh. Let me steal this. Luhansk. Uh, Slovenia? Colin? Ukraine. Yes, Ukraine. Wow, Colin. Yep. Go ahead. Uh, Colin, HJK. Ooh. Um, there is, there's, uh, okay, Mike. Ah, There's a way into this. There's a way, there is a way in. Yep. Uh, Finland. Yes. Oh, well what was done. your way in? Uh, I don't know. H is Helsinki. Oh, well done. There you go. Yep. Uh, then this is for Mike Jablonic. <laughs> <laughs> That's just some shit you made up. Uh, that just feels like the Jabberwockies team. Yep. That's right. Uh, Jablonic. Uh, I don't know. Hungary. Colin. Romania. No. Czech Republic. Oh. Colin Zalgiris. 
We're just having fun now. Man, I just, think, just I when think you this think is a you draw. Know, you know football. Yeah. Dan drops a Joe Blonics on your ass. And <laughs> All right, in your place. Uh, I'm going to start doing thought processes. Uh, it's got to be in the su- southern half. Uh, southern, eastern, Balkans. Uh, I just don't know. Albania? Not a bad guess. Mike, do you have a different guess? Uh, Serbia? Lithuania. Ooh, oh, gosh, Colin, so you're, far you're really, off. You really I, fucked I, me up there. Yeah, blue, blue. Uh, All right, let's, let's do like two, two more rounds or something. Uh, We've only got about two more rounds anyway. Okay, nice. great. Uh, great stuff. Mike, Anorthosis Femagusta. Okay, that's definitely Cyprus. Ooh, nice. Colin, Mura, M-U-R-A. I'm just going to keep saying Romania until I get it right. Romania. Not right. <laughs> Mike? M-U-R-A. Uh, let's go with, let's, let's keep it within the Baltic states and go with Latvia. Mm, no. <laughs> Slovenia. <sighs> Mike? Kairat. Kairat. Oh. Kazakhstan? <laughs> Amazing hit. <laughs> nice. Nice. Wow, I think uh, that there's just not a lot of teams that have a, that start with Q. It's a K, but that's well, okay. You know. Well, that's not in Kazakh al- though. That's it, an alternative sorry. spelling. Damn, in Kazakh it's a Q. So well done. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Uh, Mike spells it in the in the Kazakh. Yeah. He, like emails. I, I like He's to like, show a little respect to the locals. Yeah. Thank you. Un- thank unlike you. FIFA, who just has to you know romanticize everything. He spells it. He spells it with a Q, but Siri autocorrects him. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets and he gets I have, to, I have to overwrite it yeah uh Kyra is not even the name of a city it's in Almaty so that's not even just straight geography that Great is actual kid. football Great knowledge kid. that's just that's yeah. just Wikipedia um I think we're on Colin for Alish Kurt can you uh spell that for me a l a s h k e r t Alash Kurt Hmm. That didn't help. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with Luxembourg again. Mike? I just feel like Luxembourg is, is clearly not in the tournament anymore, Colin. Yeah, maybe not. Uh, Alish Kurt. Um, I don't know. Austria again? Armenia. Um, of, course, uh, of course. And then this is last one. Last, turn, uh, last team in the thing. Flora. Mike? Flora, uh, our travels with fauna. <laughs> uh, um, let's go with Romania. Not a bad guess, but incorrect. It's obviously what I would have said. Uh, yes. Let's go with Switzerland. Mm. They are located in Tallinn, Estonia. Mm. I, I hear uh, their badge. Nice this time of year. We really missed mm. messed up on those uh, Latvia, Lithuania, Estonias. Yeah, over three on those. My my that ancestors would not be pleased. Their badge has like a woman apparently prancing through a meadow holding a flower. So that is floral. Oh, cute. It's beautiful. Seems nice. Beautiful. Uh, George, you asked for it. You got it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe maybe next time. Don't ask for things. 
The the other <laughs> listeners did not ask for it, and they still got it. Still got it. Uh, you guys did really well through. Uh, where did it fall apart? Baku and Randers, I guess. Oh, Baku is uh, gonna get me forever. Yeah, that is Baku. Know your F one race sites, Colin. Jesus, I'm never gonna. You, I'm never. What gonna. are you doing with your life? All right, there we go. We're officially warm now. Almost half an hour in. Bowling chat and uh, <laughs> small teams in Europa League chat, uh, and we're ready for emails, Mike. Yeah, yeah. I'm worn out. I'm like too warm. I'm about to pull a hammy right now. Uh, two two emails from Pedro. Uh, so we're just gonna do them back to back. So the first. He says, uh, he just sent us a link to a Reddit post and says, this is the greatest promotion of all time. It's our favorite USL team, the Las Vegas Lights. And I'll just read the tweet. This is actually from a few weeks ago. Uh, The Lights said, tonight's match is presented by blah, 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 some company. All fans in attendance will receive a voucher to receive free legal representation for select traffic ticket violations, in parentheses, subject to terms and conditions. At De Castro Verde Law, they treat you like family. Um, guys, two questions. One, what do you think those terms and conditions are? And two, what is this the best promotion to get you to go to a match of all time? And if not, what is a better promotion? First of all, I clicked through. I, I figured out what the terms yeah, and conditions were. The terms, so. I'm just doing the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I did that earlier today. So, yeah, Dan's probably reading it now so he can have better. But, you know, it was like you can't be had. You can't have this ticket can't be like leading you to a felony or like a misdemeanor charge. It has to be like, you know, parking level, parking ticket, speeding ticket level. It can't be like like, someone killed them. Yeah. Reckless endangerment, DUI situation, whatever. It can't be on a commercials driver's license. Yeah. The Mm. defendant can't be a minor. Uh, (laughs) You can't have a warrant out for your arrest. There's a defendant. Like, first of all, it should be like a parking ticket. It's like. Oh, it's excellent. That's so good. What was it, your follow-up question, Mike? I forgot uh, is, it already. Is this actually the best promotion of all time? And if it's not, what is or would be? Wow. wow. Best promotion of all time. Uh, I mean, I love this for Las Vegas. Like, I like a promotion that's on brand with uh, where you are, your city, your your vibe. And Las Vegas, having a lawyer uh, give out free legal services is beautiful. Just like we were talking about, I mean, a, a few weeks back, we did like the MLS, like, uh, you know, everyone, like the who, who was the crew was biting Timber Joey. Yeah, and we were yeah. like, oh, yeah, you should do yeah, ice yeah. fishing in Minnesota and blah, blah, blah. And like Las Vegas is all about like that lights atmosphere at the games is like, yeah, you're in Las Vegas. This is Las Vegas soccer. This isn't, you know, Nashville soccer, which I guess would be maybe similar. But actually, <laughs> this isn't Chicago <laughs> soccer. It's fucking Las Vegas. You're in. You're on vacation. So, uh, I like that about it a lot. I feel like I don't know, but I feel strongly that this isn't even the best Las Vegas Lights promotion. Yeah, this probably season. true. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's so many crazy promotions you can do in Vegas. Like this could be basically anywhere. I mean, everywhere fair, people get in fair. car crashes. I feel like Vegas. You could have, you know. Uh, just obviously, like, you get free chips at a casino. You get free tickets to a show. You just, I don't know, other just crazy shit that happens in Thursday, Vegas. Thursday, April 9th was $20 all-you-can-drink night. <laughs> <Yeah>. I mean, 
lights. What are you doing? It's oh, amazing. It feels, it feels very dangerous. Yeah. It's like, I, I just like the fact that, uh, in the history of major league baseball, like in the seventies or maybe the eighties, there were like a, some events where like this culture oh, of like having, uh, giveaways like was started and they went too far and there was like dime beer night or whatever and mm. disco demolition uh disco demolition night or whatever and like shit got too wild and fans came on the field and they burned uh records and like whatever and they were like okay we got to tone it down and we've now done the uh if you forget history you're doomed to repeat it and like we're coming all the way around, and Las Vegas lights are leaving, the, leading the charge. And I <laughs> yeah. am here for it. I want to be there. Uh, they may be forgetting history even faster than you think, because Saturday, July twenty fifth, just passed, was world's largest water balloon fight. Two point oh, They've done this one recently. Do you, God, do you think that it. they did one so and then league. someone else beat them, and then they're like, "We got to, we got to get the title Probably. back here in Vegas." Probably. Yeah. Probably. We got too much water here. We got to find things to do with it. I just Amazing. love, yeah, right in Vegas. I just love the uh, the minor leagueness of all of it. Just is beautiful to me. Yeah. Like the, the not taking yourself too seriously. Uh, just get butts in the seats, kind of thing. Obviously, we all went to college in in St. Paul, so St. Paul Saints are like some some legends at this. Uh, so we we all appreciate this culture. Yep, yep. I mean. Giving out legal representation is an absolutely amazing uh, strong point, promotion. Yeah. That is that is really good. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right. Great email. Part one from Pedro. Part two. Uh, this is a, a L Tree focused email. Um, so we talked a little bit about L Tree on last week's pod or kind of reaction pod. Uh, so Pedro, obviously well known L Tree fan, says currently Mexico is in crisis. I honestly do not think it was this bad, but it is. But it's bad. Uh, like we've discussed on the pod, it's mostly due to institutional reasons, but there are just general points I noticed in the last two matches. I will say since our last pod, I watched a video of, I can't remember the show, but uh, Herc Gomez and um, Sebastian Salazar have a show on ESPN where they talk a lot about El Tree. And they had like a, a guy from ESPN Deportes basically come on and talk about all the reasons why this was not actually that bad of a loss. And I was kind of convinced by his reasoning that it's not like, you know, they had to split up their squad because of the Olympics. They had a bunch of guys who were tired. They had Chucky was out. They had Jimenez were out. Uh, like the Mexican players didn't really care. And I was kind of convinced. And I need, I need you guys to gut check me. Like is Mexico in crisis right now or is, is everything going to be just fine? I mean, for me, the reason it's not that bad a loss is because they were actually better than us. Like we won, but that's a poor indicator of which team is a better team. So I don't think that, like, I think it's fine. Maybe they're not as good as they want to be, but they're still better than we are. Okay, so this that's, that's gets to the crux of something that I was interested in in this past, uh, I don't know, week or something? Yeah, because we got a different email. I don't know if it's, it's actually on this document. Are we going to read it? Mike. I don't see it. But anyway. So, the lost email. It's a lost email, which is it's, fine. It's, it's somewhere in the tubes. I'm not, I'm not blaming anyone for lost emails. Uh, but I believe Ray Roscoe emailed us, uh, you know, a, let's call it a Mexican apologist email about saying, okay, 
it's this is because the reason that the U.S. won these tournaments is because they're at home, and it would be so different if they were uh, playing these games in uh, the Azteca, and which is of course true, right? Like no one's denying that, uh, but saying like that's the only advantage or that's the difference between the teams right now, basically. And so I thought, well, you know, maybe like there's certain, certainly some truth there, but like how can we? measure that or like how can we think about like how do we how do we test the hypothesis how do we test the hypothesis right and so then i was thinking okay well where is the only like basically a lot of the time mexico plays the u.s in the u.s right like both teams like to play in the u.s for money reasons um so when is the time that they have are they on fair ground for venue and that the only time is world cup qualifying right is the hex because in the hex you play, or now the oct, whatever, you play home and away with every team, and it all shakes out. So that got me thinking, well, if Mexico is truly the better team than the United States, like we, we all kind of believe, they should be yep. beating us in the hex every qualifying cycle, right? And obviously we know in 2018, well, that happened because we didn't qualify for the fucking World Cup. Uh, I'm sorry, 20, yeah, 2018, we didn't qualify for the World Cup. But if you go back behind, before that, you'll, you will be surprised. 2014, I don't know if you remember it, but U.S., top of the hex, Mexico had to, had to play in a playoff to get in. They were fourth in the hex. 2010, U.S., top of the hex, Mexico, second. 2006, U.S., top of the hex. Mexico uh, lost a head-to-head tiebreaker, so we're basically even. 2002, uh, Mexico and U.S. tied for second and third behind Costa Rica. 98, Mexico one point ahead of the U.S. So if you go back to 98 to get to a year where the Mexico got more points in the hex... I mean, besides this last except, round. Except we, for the last one. Except for the last one where we were shit. But I'm just talking about, like, the narrative of, like, oh, yeah. the U.S. are on this ascendancy, right? And yeah. we're, like, tracking up. And Mexico may be tracking down. Like, that might be, like, micro true, right? Like, since 2018, we certainly have a better team than, than we did then because we were shit then. We didn't make the World Cup. And they were pretty good. They topped the hex. But, like, across the past 20 years... These two countries have been equal in results, basically. On the field, yeah. Mexico plays a better style, but results has been equal. Yeah, but that takes a very long view of it. I think what we're interested in is the last three years, essentially. That's fair. Um, at least for me. like I agree with you. I think there was a long period of time where yeah. you know, we were winning dos a zero every time that uh, we played, at least in the U.S., right? Like. There was, but I think that certainly I think that speaks to the narrative, though. My your point, Dosacero, Columbus, blah blah blah. But the, the narrative was like, we need that Dosacero because we're worse going to San Pedro Sula, right? And we're worse traveling. It's like, no, Mexico's not been perfect at home. They have struggled in San Pedro Sula too, even worse than us because we've won those hexes. Hmm. Yeah. It- and I suspect if you look at World Cup results, it's also fairly similar. It's like round of 16 loss, round of 16 loss. Uh, I mean, they're more consistent. Where we're, They always lose in the round of 16 where we once got to the quarters, right, and, in 2002. Yeah. And then yeah. we've also yeah. bombed out in like 06 and 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. like the only one. 98, we bombed out too. Yeah. But I mean, but I, yeah. I, it, se- it seems like we're pretty consistent. It, I think but my takeaway is, you know, if you go back too far, there's just not that many data points because these things happen on four-year cycles. And basically, other than last cycle when the U.S. was shit, like the U.S. and Mexico, their kind of results in games that matter are generally about the same, right? I mean, that's that's kind of what we're saying here. Um, yeah. But it, it does feel like the U.S. is trending upward and Mexico, I don't know if I'd say they're trending down, but um, not not like they're just, their players are older. I mean, Pedro does mention that, you know, Mexico came in third in the Olympics, which is, a, you know, a youth tournament. And then he says something I want to get your guys' thoughts on. He says, the Olympic team being mostly from Liga MX exceeded my expectations, which is promising. While it's unlikely, I hope this generation will be more ambitious than the current one. And I think this is one place where, like, the U.S. young players are very ambitious. Like, they're testing themselves. They're pushing themselves, you know, mostly with good results so far. But, like, I think we're we're likely to see instances where, like, players are at clubs that they're not good enough for. Um, and, like, at this point in the cycle, do you want to see important players for your national team, like, pushing themselves and trying to go to a new club? Or do you want them to just get playing time wherever they're at and then, you know, after the World Cup, they can test themselves and and try to go to a bigger club? I don't think you can try to time that. I think you got to make moves whenever it's available. Uh, So, yeah, I just think it's a bad idea to be like, I need to wait to make a big move next year because that if you have a big move available now, you got to make that because it might not be there next year. You just you can't play that game. Um, yeah, 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 and I just want guys with that mentality too, right? Like who say yeah. the the doors open? Yeah, hell yeah, I'm betting on myself. And we should have enough guys. I mean, obviously, this <laughs> like I'm trying to be all positive about the U.S. chances, but like the backdrop is not qualifying. So yeah, but we should, as uh, either nation, Mexico or the U.S., should have enough guys who have the quality to qualify in Concacaf. So that even if one of your guys who you expect to be in your starting 11 goes to a club that's too big for him, does not play, gets out of form, and is a, now a bench player for you in qualifying, that should not matter to you. You should still qualify. Like, yeah, maybe there's one game where you say, oh, that player is a number nine, and he would fit really way better than the replacement against so-and-so, and that probably cost us a goal, right? Whatever. Like, that sh- you shouldn't be that close to not qualifying. Um, so I, I'd say, yeah, you want, you want those guys to be ambitious and you want them to go take their chances and you want them to be better in five years, right? I think I didn't actually, when I was reading this email, I didn't take ambitious to necessarily mean moving to club tournament, uh, like in their club careers trying to, I took it more as like the way that they play. They believe that they will win every time Mm. they step on the field or something like that, which doesn't make, I probably you interpreted the email correctly. But it made me think of... I mean, it's probably a, both, right? Like, those things are connected to each other. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. But um, Pulisic had an interview fairly recently on another podcast with uh, Demarcus Beasley. Not our podcast? And o- not not on our... He we, didn't have, we didn't have time for him, to be honest. Yeah. With all, our, the, all the bowling chat. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, guys, I'd love um, to be on. We're like, sorry, we got to do 20 minutes on bowling. <laughs> they, uh, but he was saying... Um, in the Nations League final, he came off at halftime. He was upset with himself because he knew he wasn't playing well. And he told himself at halftime, like, 
it's been a long season. You just won the Champions League. It's weird to like go from celebrating the Champions League and going buck wild to coming back and like being in a knife fight with uh, Mexico, uh, you know, like a, a whatever, a tough game. Uh, and then, but his, his attitude essentially was that he went back on in the second half and he grounded out in his words. He won a penalty and he converted it and they won. And then they asked him, who are you watching in the gold cup that you're impressed with? And his answer was Kellen Acosta, because even when he's not playing well, he has an effect on the game. Like he doesn't have to play well. He is going to make an impact. And to me, that's a little bit what like who's ambitious is like, can you be good or be good enough to make an impact on the game, even if you're not playing at your best, which is going to happen. And I think, I mean, I don't know enough about El Tree to say whether the guys that they're coming through like have that quality. Um, but it was really fun to hear Pulisic talk about that for the U.S. team to be like, this is a group now, like that they're starting to get that kind of old U.S. men's national team feel about them, where they're like, yeah, we're we're in this, and whatever kind of game you bring to us. We'll work harder. We'll get up faster. We'll take more kicks than you. We'll run faster, whatever, and um, be more ambitious in that way, I think. So uh, I can't say for El Tree, but I think the men's national, U.S. men's national team starts to have that feeling, and I'm excited about that. Yeah, and that's yeah. very much the like same mentality or, like I think, outlook a coach would try to instill in a team going to a waterlogged pitch somewhere in right. Central America, right? right? Like on, yeah. on the third game of that qualifying three games in 10 days or whatever. And you're like, oh, I do not want to be here. Why the fuck am I playing in this shit? And these guys kicking me and this ref is so bad and like yeah. tough shit. Like get the result. Yeah. Right. Right. So, uh, Pedro finishes out his email by saying, U.S. won fair and square, and they're definitely favorites to be the f- number one in qualifications. Uh, as Dan points out, just a great jinx there from Pedro. Incredible stuff. <laughs> Top level. Um, yeah, I mean, qualifying starts now in less than a month. Uh, Mexico has a tricky first three games. They are home against Jamaica, who, like, if Jamaica brings their full squad and everyone's healthy, like, they've got some very talented guys. Uh, and then they're away to Costa Rica, always a tough game, and then away to Panama, which feels like Panama is a little bit down, but road games in CONCACAF are never given. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the oct, baby, it's it's upon us just about. It's going to be fun, I think. There's going to be a lot of narrative. There's going to be ups and downs. Nobody's going to cruise through. Uh, I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be great. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be good. I think Mexico having deep, Deep uh, player pool is going to help them a lot. Uh, that's it. Colin claims there was an email that was from Raymond. Maybe there was. Maybe there wasn't. Maybe, I honestly have no idea. Maybe it was no a Twitter idea. DM. Like, it could be, it, it could be maybe, anything. Maybe slid in there. Anyway, uh, the only way to guarantee that your email may get read out, read out is by sending it to us at soccerthread at gmail.com. If you don't send it, there is a 100% guarantee it won't be read. If you do send it, I'd say it's likely, but, you know, we're getting a little sloppy in our old age. Ain't that the truth? Uh, I I reached for a bowl in my cupboard today, and my back just seized. Oof. So, welcome to old age. Mm. It's tough. It wasn't even like a thing. I wasn't leaning over. I wasn't doing anything active. Just reaching for a bowl. I'm worried about the ergonomics of your kitchen, Dan, if I'm going to be honest with you. I'm feeling like your I bowls know. might not be in a good spot. 
I think we need to talk this through off the pod. That could be right. We'll work on it. I'll send a a, a pic and we can dissect it. Yep, yep. Uh, News this week. I don't know if you've heard, guys, but uh, Messi is not returning to Barcelona this season. Uh, Colin, did you believe this when the news broke? Or were you... uh, were you believing in the conspiracy theory that this was just a leverage play by Barcelona to get the salary cap loosened in La Liga to scare the La Liga brass? Oh, absolutely. I thought he was still going to Barcelona. Like I thought it was, it was going to last 24 to 48 hours and then it was going to get worked out, you know? And, and for the first like inklings I, I heard of it was like, Oh yeah, he's, he's there to sign the, he's been on vacation. He's coming back to Barcelona to sign the deal. And then like, Oh, he didn't sign the deal today. And it's like they they got to work on work out some stuff, and you know they just got to work out some contract stuff. Not quite ready to sign, and then the next day will not be signing. I was like, oh well, but it's just the stuff they were working out. But now it's gotten a little more intense, and they, you know they're they're taking it to the next level of negotiation. So I absolutely thought, yeah, he's coming back. Um, but this shows what I know about uh, the business of soccer. I thought that. Uh, there must be some bookkeeping uh, advantage to signing a free agent. So they were cutting him loose just so that they could bring him back in two hours later, officially, <laughs> like, you know. Un- He's already uh, there. He's already loose. Unattached. Well, yeah, but, you know, maybe yeah. you have to. You have to wait a certain amount of time or something, yeah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. You have to post uh, post the job rec on a public board <laughs> or else it doesn't count. Monster.com. Uh, but he apparently is really gone, Mike. Uh, do you think that... I mean, some reporting says that this was a surprise to Messi. Uh, he thought they were going to sign, and Barcelona kind of blindsided him. Uh, do you buy that? I mean, this kind of feels like it's probably mostly Messi's fault anyway because he's the one that's, you know, sinking the club with his wages. I need... I Honestly, I need the tell-all, the tell-all book, the tell-all podcast. I need to know what's going on here because... As I think everyone knows at this point, soccer itself, usually pretty boring, but the stuff that happens around soccer, just fascinating. Uh, and I was talking with my wife about this uh, because, you know, she also, she thinks soccer is even more boring than me, but does like a bit of drama. Um, and her suspicion, uh, we cannot confirm nor deny this, is that there's something nefarious going on between Messi and the board. Uh, so, you know, just going to put that out there. But... To, to your initial question, I am like, I don't want to say shocked, but very surprised. It just feels like Messi wanted to be there. They got rid of the old president and voted in this new guy, basically explicitly to keep Messi. And then he was like, I'm going to cut my salary a shit ton. And then they couldn't figure it out. And to me, it just feels like Barcelona is either more inept than we thought, which would be saying a lot because they seem incredibly inept. <laughs> or their financial situation is more fucked than we thought, which also would be a surprise because it seemed incredibly fucked. Incredibly fucked. <laughs> but, like, I, I honestly don't understand what happened. And I didn't watch the press conference today, but Messi was, you know, crying. Yeah. Uh, and to me, it's like, this is a guy who doesn't really seem like he wanted to leave. And then, basically, someone at the club just told him, like, nah, man, this doesn't pencil out. Uh, I... I, I got to know what's going on here. To me, it just seems like the club basically decided, you know what, this is, we're just going to kind of cut our, cut our financial losses and otherwise, and just start again and, you know, just see what we can do here. 
I, I can't I can't see it any other way. Maybe Messi was asking for more money than we thought, but doesn't seem like it. I mean, they have so many dudes on bloated wages. They can't move them. Isn't that the problem? They can't offload Griezmann. They can't offload any of these guys because they're overpaying for all of them. And nobody will take them. Nobody will take them with the wages that they have. And then at some point, they just got stuck with it. Like, yeah, they, but you could, they you backed can, themselves into this corner. You can always, always uh, creative account it out of there. Yeah. Like, you could sell Griezmann, for, first of all, for, for way less than he's worth, right? For 10 million euros. And you could say... Uh, and to the club you're selling him to, we will continue to pay half his wages or whatever. We, you know, we're yeah. going to figure this out so that you can just take him and we're going to have, you know, lose a world-class player and we're still going to pay him a hundred thousand dollars a week to not be on our team. Right. There's a way, right. It's just that Barcelona was like, you know, like you're saying that's a, that, the way did not make sense from a soccer perspective. You could also say to Messi, Instead of a two-year deal where we pay you 50 million euros a year, we're going to give you a 50-year deal where we pay you $2 million <laughs> a year, right? Like, or whatever, do, you know? Do a, a Bobby Bonilla. Do a Bobby Bonilla. Seriously. Like, yeah. do a Bobby yeah. Bonilla that pays him 10x of what you were going to pay him over two years. He'll take it, right? Like, there's always creative accounting ways to do it. Give him part of the club. Like, whatever. Yeah. Like, you, there's ways to do it, but... The thing that's shocking to me is exactly you what give, you said, no. that they, the new president was elected on the basis of re-sign, making it work, and then he decided to not make it work. Was, is like, that dude has balls of steel. Like He's just like, yeah. I ran on bring Messi back. My first order of business is to not bring Messi back. Like, what? That is amazing. What? Yeah. I like the idea that they did offer Messi some of the club, and Messi was like, Are you, I know the debt. Yeah. Like, I'm not taking <laughs> like, that. Yeah. Here's I know a exactly. For you to take nope. on a lot of our debt. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, um, just give me all the shirts in the club store. I'm gonna go sell them <laughs> on the street. That's worth more. Uh, so it really looks like he's headed to PSG. I know we've talked about this a little bit. That seems like the least interesting. I mean, it's the only place that can pay I, him. I hate it so uh, much. It's oh, just not that fun. There's nothing romantic about it. Mike, where would I mean Paris, Maradona went to Napoli? Romantic. Come on, yeah, yeah but from like a footballing perspective, yeah, yeah, there's some storylines that I don't hate, but like, where I, would you have really liked him to end up, Mike? Yeah, first of all, I'll just say it, it'll be fun with Messi playing with Sergio Ramos. I think that's that's the only thing about this that I like. That's romantic. Uh, just them like cuddling and, and training and stuff. <laughs> um, but where would I like him? I mean, other than. <clears throat> Excuse me. Other than just anywhere, anywhere but PSG, because that seems incredibly boring to me. You know, part of the issue is there's just not that many places where he can go that could afford whatever wages he's demanding. Um, and so I, I've always said I think it would be fun for him to end up in Italy. I know Italy, uh, we don't really like Italy on this podcast. Uh, but I think Lukaku uh, rumored to be going to Chelsea. Oh, Messi done just, deal. That's a done deal. Done, done deal. There you go. Uh, Messi, just slot Messi in right there in, in Inter. I think that could be kind of fun. Um, but but honestly, it's like, I don't know, man. Like, it would be fun to see Messi with a bunch of young guys, right? Like, that's what I want to see. I want to see Messi and, like, your eight, you know, eight incredible guys who are all under 22, and they're just buzzing around and Messi's doing his thing. And, 
you know, that's only going to be at like a handful of clubs. And I don't want to see Messi at City or Liverpool or United or Bayern. I mean, it would have been fun for him to go to Real Madrid just for the drama, but that's never going to happen. So I don't know. This whole thing just kind of. It's kind of a little bit of a letdown. And I can't believe I'm saying this because it's the silliest of silly. And I love silly. <laughs> it is the biggest it is the biggest silly. It's like too it's like so silly that it's not silly. They rented out it's, the Eiffel Tower for the occasion and it's just not silly enough? Like, come on. It's just not silly enough, guys. I don't know. There's no there's no I don't know. Because it was a surprise. <laughs> this is, this is, I almost said that. It's but it's true. It's like there's something about transfers that's fun about them that there's like this whole build up and a long thing. Will he? Won't he? Will he do this club? Will he do that Can club? Can you picture him in and that this, jersey? And this all happened in like, you know, two days. And it was like and, always the most sensible like destination. Yep. Yep. And yeah, man, I don't know. Uh, I mean, PSG going to be fucking good. Uh, like may now actually win a Champions League. But it's just, I mean, who wants PSG to win a Champions League first of all? And then Michael Jordan does. Michael Jordan's fine. He doesn't care. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I agree with everything you're saying. Uh, uh, It is is not fun at all. The one thing I will say is that I agree with you. It would have been fun to have him around young kids. And that's why I would have supported the sell all your players strategy from Barcelona. Like sell all those guys. Cut rates. 20% of what they're worth. Whatever. Um, and then just a bunch of La Masia guys and Dest and they do have and, some some really good young players too. Yeah, and, they, and uh, what, Puig uh, and oh, they've they got Pedri who's Pedri, played like a yeah, thousand Pedri. games this year. They've got Fatu yeah, who's games. good. Yeah. yeah, they. I mean, they have a bunch of guys and like some guys probably would have been like, no, you, you can't sell me. I'll just take the pay cut. Like Jordi Alba might have just stayed. Yeah, like, sure. Whatever, but just like. Tell all those guys, like, we are selling you, or you can... And then Barcelona could be, like... It could be kind of like the, okay, we did this so we didn't have to do a Leeds uh, because we were in financial crisis. And then all of a sudden, they're the underdogs, but you're the underdogs, but you also have Messi. Like, yeah. that would yeah. be really fun. Yeah. It's a bunch of 20-year-olds. It'd be super fun. It'd be you super could almost fun. For like, them. this... Yeah. I agree you would have had to, like, get some good messaging out to your fans because your fans are not going to get on board with that right away. But I think that could have been a lot of fun. I, I mean, I, I think if I could send Messi to one one kind of team, it would be sort of like like a like a Spurs or maybe like a um, I don't know, like a Dortmund Everton. or like a eh, Everton is is just too Colin, too Colin for this. But like <laughs> a team that's like kind of perennially like almost good enough, but they never really win anything or haven't recently. And then, whoa, what's what we got messy here. Like all of a sudden we're kind of good and like that could be fun, but I mean, that's never going to happen. Yeah. Uh, So this feels like Barcelona are just the same Barcelona as last year now, except they don't have Messi. They They weren't great last year. Yeah. Are, Are they like, what is the actual rebuilding that's going on here? Is there any, or is this financial, purely to get in? Financial. It's got to be. I mean, I think this was all uh, precipitated by, like, the La Liga TV deal kind of falling apart. I think I, I remember seeing something about that earlier this week and didn't click on it because I didn't care. But it kind of seems like Barca was betting on getting this huge infusion of cash, and then it didn't happen. 
And then they're like, oh, uh-oh. So, yeah, it does kind of feel like they're just uh, going to sit back for a year or two, kind of get their books in order, and then, I don't know, probably throw away some more money. <laughs> I mean, it's just going to be interesting to see Barca be like a regular club now, I feel like, in a way. Right? They're, they're not going to have, like, this messy backstop of greatness. Yeah. And, yeah, they could miss Champions League a bunch of times or, like, who knows? Uh, what other dominoes? I mean, you guys said on a podcast that I wasn't on that what you really wanted to see, like things had not gotten silly this summer, and what you really wanted to see was a big move that just led to dominoes falling. Uh, Mike, there is no bigger domino to fall. What do you want to see coming from this? I mean, does PSG keep everybody? Does Mbappe and Neymar still want to be there if Messi's there? You I mean, could imagine... The, the fun thing that would happen would be if Mbappe is like, I got to get out of here. There's, there's not enough ball to go around between Messi, Neymar, and me. Uh, and it feels like he's been rumored to go to Madrid for a while. But it would be really fun if he got there, and if Messi got to PSG, and Messi and Neymar just whispered in his ear like, hey, man, like go to Barcelona. It's nice. Coastal. <laughs> the weather is great. Uh, but again, Barcelona doesn't have any money. There's no money changing hands here. The only thing that might happen is someone at PSG might have to leave because of financial fair play or whatever. But I mean, nobody really believes in that. So it doesn't feel like this is going to spur a lot of other silliness, which is another thing to not like about this whole thing. Yeah. I mean, there's two things about these dominoes not falling this week that I've been, I've been thinking that exact question, Dan. It's like, when are these dominoes going to fall? And first of all, PSG has gotten all these guys on free, right? Ramos, Donnarumma, um, Messi, obviously, somebody else. Well, Wijnaldum. Wijnaldum. Also yeah. on a free. Like, all those guys are all there on free. Like, so, find it for FFP reasons. Like, maybe they can make it work, and they don't have to move dominoes on, right? And then the other one is that all these teams are broke, and that's why they're making the move, right? Like, interselling Lukaku is not because they he's been playing poorly. He's been great, but they need the money, and so it's a good time to cash out on him. So, it's not like they're going to go turn around and spend... 80 million because they got 115 for Lukaku. No, they're going to go spend 10 and like it's going to be somebody we don't care about. So, because really they just need the money. So, I, I just don't see it happening like that we're going to get this great waterfall that I, I want to see. The only thing that seems moderately interesting to me is that uh, I saw a rumor that Kun Aguero now wants out of Barcelona. He thought he was going yeah, to Barcelona yeah, 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 to yeah, play yeah. with his best friend. Yeah. Now his best friend is gone. And Kuhn is like, I'm 34, and what am I doing here? And But I don't think – there are rules about how many clubs you can register with in a calendar year, mm-hmm. I think. So he might be stuck based on that, even though his like but, – But you can still sign with someone and get loaned out immediately. So I feel like he could – That's true. He could go on a loan. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, tough tough look for Kuhn. I mean, he still does get the weather, though, after a long time in Manchester. Manchester so that'll be yeah. nice. Yeah, Barcelona, not a bad place to land. Uh, yeah, yeah. So there it is. Maybe Messi. maybe Messi will sign with PSG and then demand to be loaned back to Barcelona. <laughs> oh, I like this. I was just be like, no, I'm not playing here, actually. <laughs> he, like, just never shows up in Paris. Uh, that would like, be no, amazing. no, no, I'll docu-sign that. I'll docu-sign that. I'm just staying here. <laughs> I'm out of country. Yeah. Oh man! Uh, so there. You, I mean, it's like the biggest transfer news of our lifetimes, and yet somehow it, it's just it's, not that uh, fun. Yeah, it's too bad. It just feels, uh, just feels sad. And it's like, who would ever think that you could feel sad for these 
multi-million dollar players and these multi-billion dollar clubs. And it's just, you know, we're just a bunch of suckers. I'm a sucker. I mean, it, it just feels like you wish that in this world of like billionaires buying clubs and also us all like whatever, even if we don't actually play a lot of FIFA, like you have this idea of like how you can sign guys in video games and just be like, well, I have the money to sign that guy. So boop, he's now on my yeah. team. Yeah. Uh, that there should be, it just, it just felt like when Messi leaves, there should be some billionaire who buys Nottingham Forest and just goes, yep, I'll have Messi. Thank you very much. Boop. <laughs> and so nobody, like, I mean, yeah, kind of that happens with PSG, right? Like, obviously, they're billionaire owners, blah, 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 going boop. But PSG is, like, now established, and that's not fun anymore. Like, if this was the first guy that got signed for PSG, yeah. and they had been a bad team and just got, you know, then it'd be one thing. We need but the boop effect. We need that boop effect, and it's just not there. You, they're already a super club, and it's whatever. I mean, this is exactly what happened when Manchester City got bought, and then they confused uh, Robinho into playing at Manchester City, right? Yeah, they exactly. Him. They like, booped him. Oh. He thought he was going to United, and they were like, nope, new owners. Boop. Yep. <laughs> it does feel like uh, I've been seeing a lot of Messi coming to MLS in two years after this contract is done, uh, so that feels like that feels like it's happening. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, part of this is like, maybe it's all financial, but Barcelona is praying that Messi gets really bad really quickly now, right? Like, just to save face. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not sure. Like, I, I mean, he's been playing a long time. He plays so many games. He gets kicked so much every game. He doesn't he's, move without the ball anymore. He is not, he is still incredibly good. I mean. Yeah. That's like, what, I, that's what, Yeah. It's, yeah, it's I mean, not like I mean he he's come down from his highs, still kill but an MLS. just just on free kicks alone, he'll have value. I feel like he could be forty two and still be like very useful with a bunch of twenty two year olds just running around him. Like he's still yeah. got that left foot. I mean, yeah, I'm not sure that he'll be coming to MLS in two years. Is what I'm saying. He might still be at the top of the European game. If he does, he uh, will fucking shred MLS in two years. Yeah, I'm scared, but, and but only I, run like twenty feet a game. <laughs> not, not even 20 yards, just 20 feet. Just stay in that center circle. Uh, it'll be great. I would love to watch it. Uh, other stuff this week, the Women's Olympic Tournament wrapped up. The United States took bronze uh, on a penalty shootout against, oh, geez, uh, the Netherlands? No. Who they? I don't know. I forget. that. I have told you all last week how much I care about the Olympic tournament, but how much the game times didn't work. Uh, I'm standing by that. Australia. Australia. That's okay, right. Sam Thank Kerr. You. Uh, Canada gets the win against uh, Sweden in the gold medal match. Uh, so good on Canada. That feels like really fun. Uh, goodwill there. I'm, I'm not upset. There's no, no bad feelings for me anyway. I don't know. Do you guys have uh, reactions about that? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, a lot of the Canadians play in NWSL, so like, there's a little bit of North American homerism there or something like that. Like, These are our, our professional players, um, especially as in the women's game. The uh, two continents are like more evenly. You know, uh, The pros are more evenly matched. The pro games are more evenly matched. So it's like kind of in that sense nice to see like for our just for our domestic home league pro product. Yeah, I just feel like Canada in both the men's and women's game, they're just a little sibling. And it sucked when they when they beat us in the semis. 
but then it's like, all right, well, you know, go on and, and do your thing out there. We're, we're not mad at you. Yeah. So shout out Canada. Well done. Uh, the U.S. women's team, I think, has been on the verge of uh, kind of having to go through a rebuild. A lot of, you know, uh, Lloyd is still playing a lot. Uh, Rapino, whatever. Like, you, you have to imagine that a lot of these players are done now. Uh, so it'll be really interesting to see how they start to rebuild and if they stick with their coach uh, for that or if they decide to go a different way. Um, it'll be a very interesting few years for the women. I'm not really concerned. I think they'll be fine because the level of talent here is just great. Um, but it, it is going to be a different roster of faces than we're used to seeing for the women's national team. Yeah, and shout out to these this whatever generation of uh, whatever, I don't know, Heath and... Uh, yeah, the people you said, Lloyd and Rapino, uh, especially I would say on the attacking half of the field. But like Sauerbrunn and yeah, like Sauer- the, the center defenders that's anyway. That's also, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think you're exactly right, and it'll be. Uh, I mean, like like when Abby Wambach left or or something like that. Like they they have an amazing resume, and we will miss them and have to change. But same same thing. You same thing. I, I'm not too worried about it. There is a lot of depth. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing is the Premier League starts on Friday. So uh, Crazy. We'll, that is wild. I don't know. I thought last year just disappeared. Like 2020 is the lost year, and somehow 2021 is also being lost. Maybe that just <laughs> is another indicator that I'm getting old. But uh, they seem to be flying by. Uh, we will have to do a Premier League uh, preview podcast. Obviously, it will not happen now. Uh, I don't hate the idea of giving it a week or two so we can see the teams a little bit and figure out what's going on before we before we dive into that. But we will see yeah. uh, exactly when that happens. Lord willing, we'll see some silliness because I feel like there's there's been a real uh, lack of silliness in the Premier League this year. I mean, there's been a the few dearth. big moves, but like it's been it's been very unsilly. It's very even si- Kane very can't make anything happen. Yeah. Josh Sargent to North City, though? Huge. So silly. That's going to be fun. I mean, if he, if he, if plays, he plays, yeah, sure. Oh, he's going to play. He's going to play. I feel like he's going to get 25 minutes every other game. This is my prediction. And oh, then he'll I'll start, the start some I'll cup bet. Over. I'll take the over. Give me those socks. <laughs> put, put, uh, put it in writing, and I'll have my lawyers look at it. <laughs> Your lawyers send it over Las to the Las Vegas, Vegas Lights. Promotion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, if they turn you down on terms and conditions, we're going to know something's up with your background. Yep. No, no <laughs> comment. My lawyer said no comment. <laughs> all right, that's all I got, guys. Thanks for the podcast. It was fun. Thanks, Cliff. Thanks, Cliff. <laughs>
uh, specific boring podcast about Minneapolis, like uh, planning, like just like just bus lines, Minneapolis, or like sure. specific bus lines. Mike, Mike just, rides the bus. I just ride right. the bus and then I just commentate <laughs> about what I'm doing. I just but you carry can't this take microphone it. around. No, I, I'm yeah. carrying it like around. Give Dan. reviews of bus lines. Like every, like this week we're doing the 32. It goes by, goes from <laughs> Roseville to like whatever. <laughs> so this, this is not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. <laughs> I like that. I feel like uh, you could have week, a guest. This week, the 15 Express. We took you the could, Express. You could have a guest. You could interview people on the bus. You could interview the bus driver. I think there's something here, Colin. Yeah, I like in a, that a lot. In a post-COVID world, I think there's really something here. It'd be really deep for people who are like, they're like, get really excited when their bus line comes up and they're listening to your podcast <laughs> about their bus line while they're on the bus. But then they just get pissed off because they're like, I can't believe you didn't talk about this part of the bus line, no. <laughs> idiot. We passed You're the not- state fair. How did you not mention we passed the state fair? <laughs> yeah, it'd be, it'd be a tough crowd, but um, something I've absolutely taken that. Whatever that line is that goes past the state fairgrounds. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, the, it's the, the 84. One. Yeah, there you go. Although now Love there's a one. new line. Now there's an express bus line, the A line. So now you have two options, Dan. Ooh, if you were to see, this is the go back. This is the content that people need. It says this is exactly what the world needs. How do you get to the airport with a set of golf clubs? Because that's the bus I did, and with the <laughs> set of golf clubs, people do not like it when you bring your golf clubs on the bus. <laughs> Was was there another bus you were gonna take? And they're like, mm, "Sorry, you got golf clubs. You have to take this other bus." <laughs> Move along. 